Welcome to Futures Forum, mind-sharing ideas, innovations, and best practices. This episode is about shared strategies. For this conversation, we gathered industry experts from Hub, Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, Google, SEMA, Opus Agency, Snowball, Lynchpin Consulting, NASA, and the Charles Group. Today we're talking about shared strategies and we're going to have a couple of fireside chat groups, um, which I'm going to kind of recurate a little bit on the fly here because of that all the faces I'm seeing. We're going to set it up so that we just kind of let the small group talk amongst themselves and we'll all listen in with a cup of tea or coffee or whatever beverage we choose uh, (laughs) as that conversation unfolds. And uh, then I think what we'll do is open it up to questions and responses from the group. And I'd identified uh, a couple of folks that I was going to turn to first. So obviously, as as you're hearing the conversation, if you have thoughts and questions, go ahead, put them in the chat or uh, note them in some way. Um, But uh, for the first group, I'm going to turn over to Julie for the first question. So Julie, you're on the spot there. And the second group, I'll turn to Sarah for the first question there. We'll we'll lean in. Why don't we take a minute before we launch in to do introductions? I think think this uh, roster of folks uh, requires that today. Um, We've got some new new faces, as I said, as well as some folks that we haven't seen for a couple of weeks. So I'm going to start with uh, Rachel. Do you want to say hi and introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, sure. I'm Rachel Stefan, founder of Snowball Event Influencer Marketing. I come to you from Montreal. Um, I've been in the industry for the past 20 years uh, in this, on the side of not the planning, but the marketing of the event and uh, helping uh, spread the word and, and promoting conferences and events around the world. And uh, that's part of my parent agency that I have as an event marketing agency. And Snowball is the startup technology that powers the influencer marketing aspects of marketing. Great to have you here today as we're talking a lot about that pre-event communication in our second uh, fireside chat. (laughs) Kim, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. I'm Kimberly Gishler. I'm the president and CEO of SEMA, which is Corporate Event Marketing Association. Uh, I've been doing that for about 10 years and past life with HPE and all those other fun gaming companies as well. So we just finished our digital event, which Naomi and Julie and Allie sweated through with us so we survived I think I'm still exhausted so Sarah you're not alone it, I think it was harder than um, anything we've ever done before so glad to be here this is I think my third one so looking forward to hanging out <laughs> great thank you Megan with an H I believe that's me um, hello <laughs> I'm Megan with an H, uh, Megan Schofield. I work at Google. Um, I'm a creative director and design team lead. So I'm on the design side, but my team um, maintains and designs spaces for Google to run events for our sales org and a bunch of other internal and external folks. So that's, that's me. And then Megan, no H. Potential. <laughs> um, so I also work at Google and Megan with an H. I'm shocked that we haven't crossed paths um, yet. Um, but I am on the Ruse Global Events team as the account manager. So my role is basically to plug into the various PAs, understand how events drive business, and then report to the operational teams so that we can support across the organization. Really happy to be here. Nice to meet you all. Thank you, ladies. Lauren, hello. 
Hello, it's so nice to see you. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren Katz. I'm the head of exhibits and artifacts for NASA, and I am based at agency headquarters in Washington, DC. And I do museum exhibits, but also when we say exhibits, meaning uh, exhibits at large scale events and conferences. And I am a frequent collaborator with Naomi. So happy to be here and see everyone. Yay. Good to see you. How's your vacation, Lauren? You took a little time. Not long enough, but I'm grateful to have had one. So thank you. <laughs> well, welcome back. Justin, hello. 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 So I am a, a group creative director and strategist over at Opus Agency, an experiential marketing agency based out of Portland. And I actually live in LA. And yeah, just navigating this fun little world that we're in here as we think about what experiences look like today. Awesome. Thank you, Justin, for coming. I'm going to also say hello to Mary, who's representing also on the Opus team. <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. This is my second or third, I believe. Um, but my first one was season two. So I'm a VP of strategy at Opus as well. Uh, Justin's one of my favorite colleagues were in the same group um, and I'm focused more on the insights and analytics piece and he's a little bit more on the creative strategy. Awesome. Nice to see you all. Yeah it's great to have you guys here today and talking about the the strategic side to both kind of journeys at the event and messaging before the event. Um, Sarah, hello. <laughs> A formal introduction, I suppose. <laughs> hey, I'm Sarah Smith. I work at Microsoft Research. I've been at Microsoft Research for 17 years now. Um, and uh, events, virtual, is a whole new world for us. Uh, we just had our virtual event a couple weeks ago, um, and it was very successful and um, getting ready to do some more. Yay. <laughs> she says with tongue in cheek. <laughs> yay. <laughs> There's a certain kind of yay, isn't there? <laughs> so Julie, you want to say hello? Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, Julie Lynch. I uh, run a consulting firm called Lynchpin Consulting and Experiences that I just started back um, in late 2019. And I used to be at SAP and HPE and all sorts of fun things in the tech space. Um, and as Kim said, we just had the glorious wild ride of doing a digital program for event marketers. Um, and it's always fun planning a program for people that are in this business. And uh, we had, a, I think, a very successful event, but I have to say and agree with Kim, it's more work than the actual physical events that we tend to go do with all the different uh, details and nipping and tucking that you have to do around the digital program. So, but it was a lot of fun and uh, it was a great experience. So yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. Yeah, virtual events are kind of like this many layered onion that you keep peeling back and discovering another <laughs> element that needs to be addressed. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, Sarah, hello. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm Sarah Bondar. I'm with the Charles Group. I have been working in events about 14 years, not so many years on digital events though. They're, they're probably as, as almost as new to us as everyone else. Um, so I'm excited to be in this group, like learning and sharing as we all go along. Great, thank you. Thanks for being here today. And Neil, Neil, I think I missed, missed you out from the roster. <laughs> Hi, I'm Neil Thompson. Uh, I um, actually uh, got a, an email uh, last week that 
it was my 30th anniversary of starting my first position in the events industry. So um, from an old friend who uh, has since retired, but uh, she remembered. And so, yeah, so 30 years kind of makes me feel really old. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, so yeah, so right now I'm with AWS. Uh, I'm the senior manager of event technology, uh, working on uh, field and sales events, all of our large internal events that we do. Well, it's great to have you here, Neil. And Ali, are you uh, are you with us? I know that you've got your video turned off. Do you want to say hello <laughs> to this? It's only because I'm shoving lunch in my face after oh. sitting in front of my computer for five hours. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, Ali Mager, I'm founder and CEO at Hub. Uh, so we provide virtual event platforms and event management tools. But I've been in the meetings and events industry on the planner side and now on the technology side for not quite as long as Neil, so almost though, 20 years. Um, so excited to be here today. Our world is definitely, look, it looks a lot different than what it did a year ago. Certainly does, certainly does. But it's, uh, it's a joy for me personally to be able to navigate this changing world with all of you and to hear from everybody across the industry and just reflect and share what we're learning and share those best practices with one another because it is a, a journey of discovery, isn't it? So here's what I'm going to suggest. We're going to jump into our first uh, fireside chat, as it were. Uh, no requirements this time, Megan and Justin, around kind of interpretive uh, dances for fires or any of that kind of business. You, did, you, you know. guys did a great job for Untethered on <laughs> it's going to be a slightly more chill approach this time. <laughs> I like it. I didn't prepare my interpretive dance, so I'm glad to hear. Okay. I don't need to revamp from last time. Yeah, but you did such a great job. <laughs> uh, so the first group, uh, and Megan Henschel, you're going to have to take a look at the untethered uh, fireside chat from Megan and Justin so that you understand exactly what was going on there. Um, the, the first group is going to be talking about data and uh, strategies for how journeys and using data can enable us to connect, personalize, and measure those hybrid experiences. So the folks I have down for that conversation group are Ali Magia. There you go. So hopefully you got some lunch in. <laughs> there we go. Megan Henschel of Google, Neil Thomas of AWS, and Justin Boone of Opus. And then for the rest of us, we'll turn off our uh, screens and, and mute. Um, while we listen to this conversation, uh, we'll give you guys kind of 10 minutes before I pop in and start kind of uh, gesticulating in, in your Zoom window <laughs> that time is wrapping. Okay. So, Ali, I'll look to you to, to kick off that conversation. Yes. And Naomi, sorry, I am on satellite internet today. And so my, uh, my connection isn't that great. Can you restate what we're talking about again? You are talking about shared journeys. How might data enable us to connect, personalize, and measure hybrid experiences? So, big topic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I look at this and say, where is our world currently going? I mean, I turn on the TV on the weekend, and all of a sudden, I could spend all weekend binging Netflix because it knows me. It knows what I like, what type of content I like, and and same thing, I spend way too much money on Amazon because it also knows what to put in front of me so that I just hit a button and I'm like, oh, I bought a bunch of stuff last night, it showed up this morning. I'm like, okay, this is so easy. <laughs> but I think part of that is really thinking about 
our data-enabled future in terms of how we are knowing our audience better, whether that's pre-event through understanding um, all of our marketing automation software, how are people consuming content, what are, what are the touch points that they actually engage with, and then getting them all the way through the event and then really starting to learn. What content do they touch? How long do they stay in specific sessions? What tracks do they have a preference for? Who are they searching for in the community? You know, one of the things that I love about virtual events is the fact that it's a data gold mine. And in person, that was super expensive. Like I still remember doing a Microsoft Envision show and we wanted to put the beacons on everyone's badge. And at registration, people were like, I'm taking this crap off my badge. Like, I don't need Big Brother here. Like, no one wanted anyone to know that they were sleeping in or writing too hard at night. <laughs> and that's the instant first thing that they go to versus in a virtual event, it's just natural to track people's activities. So uh, I think our opportunity is to look at innovation right now and look at how our world is changing absolutely has a uh, ton of opportunity as it pertains to data. Yeah, I think um, Ali and I have actually had a couple conversations about this lately, but um, we're, we're looking at new ways to get data. We're, I, I don't know if this is across the board, but at Google, um, traditional feedback mechanisms are sort of falling flat with digital audiences. So like surveys, no one's filling those out, right? Um, so we're, uh, sorry, my toddlers, he drank his water too fast, apologies. Um, so we're looking at some wearable technology that tracks neuroscience, like how can we sort of get some of this data um, in non-traditional ways moving forward? And then how do we, how can we compare and contrast data for fully, fully digital um, with hybrid data once we move back into physical spaces and have more of a hybrid approach. But super fascinating to see um, how engagement scores will differ moving from fully remote into hybrid and then back to live. Um, the behavioral science there is just fascinating to me, but excited about that. Yeah, for me, it's 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 interesting what what we're seeing. I, I led a lot of the projects that collected the onsite data and um, the uh, worked with a lot of different technologies, including facial recognition to connect, you know, to to track kind of facial um, expressions and emotion and so forth. And I think the thing that's most interesting uh, around with virtual. Uh, as well as some of the um, technologies that have come out for physical events is that now what we have is we have the ability to not only do what did I say about myself, but measure more of my behaviors, right? So I can measure how engaged I was with the presentation based on, you know, was I second screening, right? Or was I really kind of paying attention? How many questions did I ask? How much Q&A? How many people did I meet and interact with? Um, you know, in a, in a physical environment, knowing how, how much networking you did, right? Because that's the big thing we always find is that people say, oh, the number one reason I come to this event or love this event is the networking. Well, it's really hard to measure the networking, right? Because you don't, it's, it's not something you can readily measure, but networking within a virtual event becomes, I, I think, a lot much more measurable and, and much easier to, to understand. The one thing I will say that we're, we're finding a little bit of a challenge on with the virtual data, we get so much so fast it's hard to make sense of it in real time. We're, we're not as able to be as mm, 
use it to produce knowledge quickly. Um, a lot of the virtual environment platforms that, that we've been using and looking at, um, they're, they're they, while they do some clever things with the data around modifying maybe, oh, you should meet this person or you should go to this set session because people that are like you did that, you know, they're doing some of that, but really understanding is your message resonating? Are people really engaged um, in, in sort of a real-time way is not something that we've seen a lot of functionality um, with those providers around that. Yeah, you bring yeah. up an interesting point, Neil, about you know the data overload and if it doesn't help us to create a better experience or to be able to make an informed decision about how to engage with someone afterwards, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's like looking at the reports of 9 million different things and then trying to say, okay, what do I do with this? And then you just are so overwhelmed because there's so much versus thinking about, I keep going back to the recommendations that, that come, like how do we use that data real time to be able to make recommendations to people, not only, you know, static data, like what do we get during registration, but actually saying, okay, this is what they said in reg, but here's what they're doing in the event. So I'm going to surface up new content or new people to connect with because they might've said they were interested in AI, but I actually see that they're participating and searching way more on self-driving cars. So I'm going to surface up more self-driving cars. And so that data can be such an important part of the experience as we get more real time. Yeah, one of the things that we're doing is we're looking for our our large event in um in the in the early um spring is doing recommendation engine for people that you should interact with and then you can also kind of favorite people and when you go into a session it actually the system shows you who of those people are there and you can actually create spontaneous watch parties and so you can watch the session kind of have your own sort of kind of comments and engagement around it while you're watching that content together and we feel that that's going to be something kind of interesting to keep people engaged so that they're kind of bumping into different people as they're going to breakouts and actually experiencing that that sort of a shared experience, which will be so much more engaging than just kind of watching a, a pre-recorded presentation with Q&A. A lot of what we're talking about is the, the technical opportunities with data, right? And what I always find that we do as marketers is jump to that end point where we're collecting data to inform impact and effectiveness or you know in some of these instances that you're talking about here we are talking about the real time in the event itself to enhance the experience to connect people with the right content to connect people with each other that's valuable but i always think it's important to look at how data actually is an incredibly valuable tool in terms of developing the content developing the experience as a whole data is this wonderful storytelling tool that we have at our disposal. And more and more and more, we're getting very comfortable with leveraging data to tell our stories, to tell more rich experiences, to leverage that data in real time to make that experience that much more compelling, that much more unique and personalized for each individual that is attending, whatever, engaging in this experience in whatever capacity that may be. And I'm almost more curious from shifting the conversation a little bit in that regards, I'm, I'm curious what tools we have that we're already starting to use to do some of that, to streamline some of that, to make it a little bit easier, because it's, 
it's one thing to take a statistic and develop great content out of it, which you know we certainly can, but it's another thing to how, how do we now use this world that we're living in to make that something real time in the way that we can bring that to life in a much richer, more compelling manner. Yeah, one of the things that I've seen, Justin, that's been interesting from a data collection standpoint is crowdsourced anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so if we look at one of the things that we've thought about is, can we allow attendees to say, great, here is the curated agenda and all the speakers that are here for this curated agenda, but I have a topic that's really important or I wanna do a little spin on this topic. And so being able to create brainstorm sessions or really it's birds of a feather, attendee to attendee, you can call it whatever you want, but mm -hmm. it's, it's topic-based discussions that is crowdsourced because I feel like that gives us so much powerful information because it's hard to adapt live, right? So, okay, we see that, you know, attendees want this, like trying to find a speaker for that same day is super tough. Mm. But if we can lean into the co-creation with the experts that are our attendees to say, hey, what do you guys want to talk about? Would you be willing to lead a peer-to-peer -peer discussion about this topic? All of a sudden we can take that real-time data we can promote sessions or repeat sessions. We can build on top of it and also utilize the people that are there attending to be able to um, have those topics and that discussion that's obviously relevant. And so some of that I think can be by incorporating attendees into the experience and having them co-create versus having it as a, I'm the event organizer, I say what goes, I put all of this in here and really giving a more fluid motion to events. Yeah, so uh, we implemented very early on working from home a uh, uh, learning and development path at Google around digital experiences. It was obvious early on that people were looking for support in that way. And we created as we went based on feedback, right? Like we're doing a digital events 101 session from there based on your feedback, we'll design the next session and deploy pretty quickly, right? But we don't wanna build things out that aren't gonna be ultimately what's most valuable to you. And the data that has come out of that, I think we, we invited 100 people initially and over 6,500 Googlers have either participated in that live or consumed the on-demand content. And I think it's because they felt heard and they felt like they were actually contributing to what was being built. Um, so I, I could not agree more, Ali. I think co-creation is so um, critical in digital experiences and the, the unintended data that we've gotten has actually helped us drive and design ops um, across our global footprint. So super invaluable. Yeah, no, I love the whole co-creation -crea aspect. And I think what it helps to solve is we help audiences understanding, understand the value of the data that they're providing and the value that we're, of the data that we're getting from them. And so now we're solving for a lot of those challenges that you talked about at the very beginning, that why is this on my badge and I don't want you tracking me in this way. I don't want you tracking every movement you're making. I don't want, you know, you, you feel you're, you're more hesitant to supply the information if you don't know the purpose in which it's being used or the value that you are directly getting out of that, right? That's the argument we always make when it comes to this type of stuff. And so I think when we spin it to this place of co-creation, now you're showing that direct value that you're getting from contributing in that way. And so you're going to have your audiences being more inclined to lean in and share a lot more data with you. And so I think it, it, it's that creative solve that helps us with the problem in the first place. And the other thing is I feel like 
when you can show someone that you're reacting in a way that makes them feel valued or heard, they feel so much more aligned. It's almost mm -hmm. like, oh, they did this special thing for me. I want to come back to this event. I yes. want to learn here because they feel like they're seen, even if it's a 10,000 people, that's the hardest thing for event marketers, right? How do we allow a single person to be seen in a group of 10,000 and the data and the co-creation really helps us to be able to listen, hear, and react to that individual. Yeah. Well, guys, that was, that was a great conversation. Way to get us started there. Uh, everybody gets so excited and I see everybody's energy pick up is the moment uh, Ali said co-creation, you know, it's uh, this exciting possibility for everybody. Well, that's all we have time for in today's episode. But in the next episode, we will hear the group continue this discussion about shared journeys and shift to discuss also how strategies for pre-event sharing can help to build engagement.